This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we're going to do a live stream. I think we're going to do C-SPAN. It's Wednesday, 18 October, Year of Lord, 2023. Um, we're going to do this. We're going to do a kind of a simulcast. We're going to be watching the floor for the vote and seeing what's popping up. But I've also got uh, – I'm honored to have um, – it's very ironic. I've got Jenny Beth Martin, the head of the Tea Party Patriots. And here's what's ironic about it. We've wanted this fight since the beginning of the Tea Party movement. This is the fight we always wanted against the – the real the power in Capitol Hill, not not the not the phony uh, pro wrestling you see on Fox or MSNBC. That's all in the foreground to keep you. That's a misdirection play to keep you from focus on the money and power in the imperial capital. That's right. And what we are seeing right now are the people who are the defense hawks and the appropriators. They love spending our money. It gives them power. They are able to make deals and they do not want any of that disrupted at all. They want to continue spending. Talk about that because you had a tweet. If if Denver can get that up, it was pretty amazing how you were trying to educate people yesterday about this. So you said that this is a cabal of, uh, of appropriators the House Armed Services Committee and, uh, and, and certain swing district mods, right? It's the mods and the money, which it, is a combo. It is the mods and the money. They, um, I, I'm trying to go back through, and I don't have very good service right now to be able to pull up exactly what I had. But um, they are the people who spend the money. Some of them are in swing districts, but a lot of them are not in swing districts. They are the ones who are the appropriators. And most people don't even know what appropriators are, but those are the people. You can pass all these bills in in Congress in Washington, D.C. The power really comes in when you tie the money to the legislation. I'm going to read your tweet. Um, This is from Jenny Beth yesterday. And, and it had a all their phone numbers and a big, big thing about it. if you look at the 20 congressmen who voted no for Jim Jordan, you'll see a trend of appropriators, defense hawks and members in Biden one districts. This is the defense and bureaucratic industrial complexes combined with members who desperately need K Street lobbyist money. That is a I said when, when uh, the great Cleta Mitchell sent that to me, I go, wow. That nails it right there. That That is the central beating heart of the problem. Right. They depend on the K Street money. They are making it very clear. They don't like the tactics that we're using. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like being called by your constituents? And um, until today, I pretty much have said, call your own congressman. This morning, I did issue a call for everyone to call McHenry's office because he's about to allow himself to become the permanent speaker the permanent talk, temporary talk, speaker. Talk, talk about this is what we call in on Wall Street a bit away. 
This is that you're going to have Jordan, who's going to, I think, get mauled in the first round here. Would he, you agree he with will, that? He's going to lose more votes. Lose. And I think that was the strategy all along. Last week, that was the strategy. Have, have Jordan come out with a, a group of people that is against him, then a few more come out in a second vote, and a few more come out against him in the third vote. So it looks like This is like, like military, stra- and yes. military strategy. He never, ever, ever should have left the floor on Friday. Get out there. Get a vote. And then just, or and, and then it was, he should have gone to the floor, not do it behind closed doors. He should have gone Friday, never give the apparatus a second to re, to collect themselves. That's right. Because they're going to come up, they're going to come up, they're going to be spreading money around, cutting deals, and bringing more people to their cause. Right. That's where the K Street lobby is coming. I think, of course, in the monkish behavior of the war room, we never go to these uh, these uh, uh, these. Uh, these uh, dens of iniquity in Washington D.C. in the swamp, but I have spies everywhere. <laughs> Folks were calling me last night from the uh, from the Capitol Grill, which is the worst of the worst, and that's all. The, and the lobbyists were literally walking around cutting deals with people at the tables. That's, it's, they said a couple of people that are going to be added to this. They were in full view, maybe having a few adult beverages, cutting deals with the lobbyists. To vote against Jordan. Well, and honestly, Steve, do you think they're worried if they lose their seat? They're going to have a job lined up with one of those firms. They're going to get some book deal. They'll get a gig on CNN or MSNBC or wherever else they can to go bash all of us. So they're not they they know that either way, they still get to keep power and keep keep access to money. And that's what they care. When about. When you told people to call McHenry and by the way, my my. Excellent producer here. Just tell me when we got some action on the floor that we can go to. Um, the um, I'm so glad they should have stayed yesterday and just vote and vote and vote. vote. And vote they and went vote and vote. And, and and I now know they didn't even have a struggle session. They kind of went to individual people. I'm not a fan of Tom Emmer being the whip on this. I think Emmer, who's a never Trumper, is trying to move pieces around so that he's he he can he can take a shot at this in case everything else fails. Tell me why are you having people calling? McHenry's office. He looks like a nice little guy with a bow tie. What is his role in this? Um, he he is the the temporary speaker. very professorial, very professorial. He's a temporary speaker right now, and he looks like he's playing very very neutral. But the fact is, what is about to happen is that Dave Joyce from Ohio, from Jim Jordan's own state, is going to have a resolution to um, make. What will it, it's going to be a privileged resolution, so they will be able to bring this to the floor no matter what, and they will make McHenry. Now, hang, the, hang on a second, hang on a second, because our the the war room engine room is calling the bridge, and uh, and the war room engine room is reporting that Tea Party patriots, the following Jenny Beth Martin, are calling McHenry's office. And McHenry's office has got a script, and the script says, "Hey, what's your problem?" I voted for Jordan yesterday, and I'm supporting him, and I'm going to vote for him today. Then then do exactly what we just asked okay. and publicly say that you do not want um, Joyce's, Joyce's resolution to pass, that you will not vote for Joyce's resolution, that you do not want to be made a temporary— This is Joyce, this is Joyce, of, Joyce uh, of, of, Ohio. Of, of Ohio, yes. You do not want to be made the temporary— The, the Department of Homeland Security. For those War Room Posse members, remember, if you were staying up at 2 or 3 in the morning watching the appropriations process, this is one of the cardinals. He's the guy that sat there, and every time someone would come up and argue at 2 o'clock in the morning for getting rid of uh, CISA— are getting rid of uh, uh, who's the uh, there's the West Point grad that runs it, taking her salary down to a buck. 
He was the guy that would oppose. He would, not the Democrats. You had the head of the appropriations go. I oppose this. He would fight it right there. This is one of the old bulls. That's right. That's absolutely right. And he is. So what's his resolution? He has a resolution that would effectively make McHenry the permanent temporary speaker. Now, what's the scam there? There's a con. There's a con. He'll be the speaker. They're trying to say, oh, well, it'll only be for a short period of time. It's going to give him all the power of speaker. So the parliamentarian is saying this would be a privileged motion because you would be electing a speaker by resolution rather than a roll call vote. That would be voting for McHenry for speaker. And he may sit there and say, oh, I voted for Jim Jordan yesterday. I'm support. Okay, then say you don't want this resolution brought to the floor, tell your own conference and to you will stop not serve, it now. And, and you will not serve and you will not serve in any type yeah, of temporary. Yeah, and you will not serve as a temporary speaker because, come on, Steve, you and I both know, and everyone in this audience is smart enough to know, if he's temporary speaker, he'll be temporary speaker until 2025. And that's essentially the restoration of McCarthy. He was, mm-hmm. remember, McHenry and, uh, and, and Cosmo Man were the two geniuses Right, that that went and cut. McHenry's the guy. He's supposed to be the smarter of the two because I don't know. He worked in banking, or he uh, he was on the banking committee or the finance committee. He's the guy that cut the deal on the debt ceiling. The guy that sat there and gave him the second year with no cap, basically kicked it in past the twenty four election. It's McHenry. That's the original right. sin of the McCarthy reign of terror was uh, was was McHenry. And it, he's a restoration. If this happens, that's a full restoration of McCarthy. It is a full restoration of M- McCarthy, but also it is Hakeem Jeffries selecting. Talk the, about that. Talk about the Democrats. Hakeem Jeffries, who may be the smartest of them all. He's been he's been lying in wait, waiting for this moment. Right. Yeah. He says his number one. The number one goal of the Democrat conference is to defeat Jim Jordan as speaker. And then he said that he would be okay with with um, McHenry. So he's picking the speaker of the House. The only way that this resolution will pass is with a majority of Democrats voting for it. So it will be the Democrats voting for a Republican speaker and a minority of the Republican conference voting for the same but Republican they will take, speaker. But, but Hakeem Jeffries already said he's going to take a pound of flesh. He's going oh, to work. He's, he's going to work some sort of rules deal out, or he's going to work out some power sharing arrangement. There's no such thing as a free lunch. They're not going to give this up willingly. They're going to take and take and take. And you know what? McHenry and Joyce and all of the people in the twenty yesterday—they're the ones who are always happy to cave. We had many. Uh, Jenny Beth, where, where are we stand right now on the floor? The praying. The praying. Okay, fine. As soon as they as soon as they finish the prayer, let us. Uh, let us know. Well, maybe we cut to the floor. Let's hear the prayer. Okay. Let's, go, let's go to the floor and hear the prayer. And so, O oh Lord, as we face times such as these, the ongoing war of atrocities in Ukraine, the tinderbox of terror that is Israel and Gaza, the device of unrest in these very chambers, may we in prayer rend our hearts and not our country. May we fast abstaining from all that detracts us from our reliance on you. Then may we return to you, O Lord, appealing to you for your guidance and protection. For you are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Speak the word you would have us hear. In your sovereign name we pray. Amen. Amen. The chair has examined the journal of the last day's proceedings and announces to the House the approval thereof. Pursuant to Clause 1 of Rule 1, the journal stands approved. The Pledge of Allegiance will be led by the gentleman from Illinois, Mr. Bost. Thank you. Thank you.
For what purpose does the gentleman from Louisiana seek recognition? Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 7 of Rule 20, I move a call of the House. Under Clause 7B of Rule 20, the Chair confers recognition for that purpose. Without objection, a call of the House is ordered. Members will record their presence by electronic device. Okay, um, this audience, many of whom, look, we have a ton of new people have come, but a lot of these are original Tea Party people. They are big fans of Jim Jordan 1.0. You and I, Jim Jordan, and many, many others that have been, have been in the trenches on this thing since the Tea Party revolt in 2009, and particularly the big win in 2010, um, where we learned a lot of lessons about how long they'll actually stay Tea Party people once they're here, once they get sucked up by the... Mm. This is Paris on the Potomac. You get up here, it's, it's totally corrupting. The Jim Jordan we have today is not that guy, right? It's just not. It, no, he's not the same as what he was before. He has made deals and, and worked to become a, a chairman in, of a committee. And, and, you, and you I guess to be the speaker, you and, can't be the firebrand that you once were. And of course, yeah. on MSNBC, it's full meltdown. They get, this guy's an insurrectionist. He's He's Trump Jr., uh, he's the worst of the worst. It's far, you know, it's all far right. We're so far right. If MSNBC hates him, you know he can't be bad. So <laughs> let's just start there. Um, but he's he, he isn't uh, he is not going to fight the way that I would fight. That is for sure. But I would never be Speaker of the House either. Ever. But but people should know he'll take the meeting with Jenny Beth Martin to hear the Tea Party Patriots' point of view, which is not what has happened up on Capitol Hill. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer if you have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA 
into gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon, 989898. Text it right now. Yeah, that is right. He'll he'll listen to our point of view. He'll listen. Look at all of the meetings that he's been doing for all weekend long. He's meeting with all of these people individually, hearing what they have to say. And you know what I heard yesterday that is fascinating to me? He hasn't cut a deal with anyone. He's listening to them and he's not going around making bargains with people behind closed doors. And they don't they don't like that. They don't know what to do with that because they're so used to being able to to maneuver one, one in that of the, manner. One of the things are quite obvious uh, since Thursday night last week or Friday is that Jim Jordan, being a good man and being very focused, has never really played at this level. And what I mean by that, the operations of McCarthy's guys are assassins. The people around Scalise maybe are not the assassins the McCarthy's are, but they've been together for 10 years and they know how to play at this level. The fact that Jordan, once he got the nomination, let McCarthy now that, that, uh, that the guys over at Punchbowl broke the news, it was McCarthy that asked for the second vote. And then, then they dismissed it and went home. McHenry had, had him go home. And that laid out there all weekend that he was, what, 60 votes short. Instead of going right to the floor... If right. you had a more experienced team, you've gone right to the floor. There's nothing to lose by going to the floor and exposing them. You rip the mask off. Well, and, and you know, people are upset in, within the conference that, that that there were people who did not support Scalise. Well, Scalise could have done the same thing as well. He left the, the conference, but he didn't go straight to the floor. He could have gone to the floor, and he chose not to do that. Are the Tea Party patriots, are they a big believer in these public votes not to do behind closed doors? I, I under I I understand the need for the conference to be able to work out issues behind closed doors, and sometimes it, it, you have to be able to have private conversations with people from time to time. So I do get that in order to hash out your differences. Has Jenny so, Beth been in Washington too long? No, no, no but I mean, <laughs> but you know, you're, you're, everyone, you, you, you everyone don't agree with they have to get the two seventeen before they go to vote. You no, want to see those votes publicly? I, I would have been okay if they had sat there and done that to two seventeen, but what they didn't. They they should have gone in and stayed in there until they got 217 and then come out. Instead, like every two seconds, they were walking outside and giving the reporters standing outside updates. So there was no privacy at all. They may have put their phones in a box. Well, what good does that do when you just walk outside and tell the reporters? So if you're going to play that game, then just take it to the floor and let all of us see everything. 202-225-3121. Do you buy this that they're saying, oh, it's been counterproductive of people calling and contacting and emailing? I think what the what the yeah, yeah, they don't like they don't like any sunlight at all. And they sunlight like has been shown. They don't, they don't like, don't like from they don't like hearing from people. They don't like hearing from their constituents. They don't think they're re- they have to worry about constituents as long as Key Street keeps funding their campaigns. They don't have to worry about that. And then on top of all of that, you've got um, exposure to we, we they've been exposed. So they have been exposed to sunlight. And I think they're vampires. They don't really like whoa, any sunlight whoa, at all. Whoa. Sunlight scares they them. They want to suck the blood of the country, too. Um, That's for sure. Even with Jordan, 
And today is very important. Look, it, it, here it is. It's pretty black and white. It's Jordan versus a McCarthy-Hakeem Jeffries deal. Right. Where Hakeem Jeffries in some power-sharing relationship not just has a voice, he has real power, real power. And McHenry's kind of the puppet in what they're going to do immediately. You're going to get a, not just a CR. You're going to get right. To, you're going to roll right to an omnibus. The Senate hasn't touched the appropriations bills. Think about this. We were you guys were staying up all night watching the appropriations process, which was fascinating, and, uh, and the feedback we got was tremendous. People could actually see these amendments coming up and the, being debated. Um, the Senate hasn't even touched the appropriation process. The reason is they're not going to touch it. They don't want to no. touch it because then they then they get exposed to what they want to do. They want to roll it up all in one big omnibus. Right. That's coming. And Hakeem Jeffries will be one of the driving forces in back of that. They're, his staff is probably writing it right now. It's probably already written and we're just we haven't seen it, but other people have. I, I'm very cynical about these things. Also, the 20 are saying things like. We need to hurry up and get a speaker so that we can get back to work. Oh, yeah? Well, why in the world didn't you work during August? Why do you take a six-week right. vacation? Why didn't you work on getting the appropriation bills passed? All this stuff's nonsense well, about, about Israel. There, there's a there, – the, the Rubio – there's, there's um, accelerators, I guess it is, inside the funding for Israel already – there's so more than there's more than enough. There. There's more than enough. Uh, and what? Hey, we ought to go back and look at Netanyahu, because the United States controls the weapons stocks, including theirs that we've allocated out. We sent theirs. Now they didn't fight it, but we sent theirs to the Ukraine. That's one of the reasons the ammo play. But there's 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 they say we have to have a resolution that with Israel. Uh, listen, we can take as long as we need to, and this is not going to be done in a day. This is going to get. This is this is going to take. This is going to take a while to chop through. Unless they have worked out a deal with uh, this Hakeem Jeffries endorsed McHenry plan, if that has happened, then you know all bets are off. And I don't know where that stands at the moment. If that hasn't happened, here's what I think will happen: they'll they'll vote for Jordan. He'll lose some votes. They may yeah. have another vote for Jordan, and they will lose some votes. And then Jordan just needs to stay on the floor and keep taking votes. Are they going to keep peeling away from him? Or are they actually going to, to be strong? And just keep voting. Don't leave. Just don't leave. Keep doing it. Melanie uh, Zonona, I think she's pronounced right, over at CNN. She's one of the ones, and they do a good job of, of doing the, of chasing people down. Uh, she says, Jim Jordan's team is whipping supporters to vote against the resolution empowering interim speaker Patrick McHenry, sources tell CNN, which could come up as soon as today. That's what Jenny Beth is talking about. And Jordan wants to keep fighting the speakership battle out on the floor in public votes. So that is the kind of official party line. Walk through one more time this resolution. By the way, this is coming from one of the worst guys up here. If you, if you had a, a moment, by the way, just my producer, you tell me when we should go to the floor for the nomination speeches when that starts. It's still a quorum vote. Right it's still a quorum I can't see because I'm. A, I gave Jenny Beth the, the good seat in the house. I'm just here down here, in front of the Catholic voodoo. Um, my, my producer looks. You look. You look uncharacteristically bored. I guess it's just no sleep. Um, best producer. Best best producer in TV. Walk through again. I want the audience by the two zero two 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 five three one two one. Since they're complaining that they're hearing too much for you, double and triple down. Yeah. 
double down. If you called yesterday, call again today. If you called last week and haven't called this week, call again today. If you call this morning, call this afternoon. Don't quit calling. Call and call and call. And let's give you some inside baseball. The engine room's telling us you call McHenry. They're saying, hey, we voted for Jordan yesterday and we support him. We're going to vote for him again today. Say, okay. Jenny Beth, what's the, what's, the, what's the response? Then say you absolutely refuse to be the pawn in Hakeem Jeffries' deal. You will not be the permanent temporary speaker. See, absolutely, you will not take part in any of that. And you want to see Jim Jordan be speaker. And you ask all of your colleagues to stop playing games with the Democrats like that. Um. It's not even games. It's deal making, and it, it has serious consequences. I don't think it's even games. The um, hang over a second. Um, Look, here's what's going to happen. Yeah, go ahead. If that if that happens, my phone's getting blown. I'm getting blown up right now yeah. with good information. But keep going. I know how that goes. So if Dave Joyce introduces this resolution, we are going to see Republicans who wind up voting with it. We cannot let that happen. So right now, when you're making those phone calls, say that you want to know that your congressman will not endorse or support the Hakeem Jeffries plan to make McHenry the temporary permanent speaker or the permanent temporary speaker. Uh, McGovern, I'm getting this from a, from a, a vac- trusted source, sends this. McGovern just said, uh, stop short. He's the Democrat. Stop short. You see him up talking all the time. I think from the state of Washington, right? When they, when, talk about an old bull. Um, stop short of installing McHenry, but is open to the idea, quote, we're team reasonable. We're team normal. Their team out of their frickin' minds, and we, and I think that we're looking for somebody, a reason, reasonable human beings, if in fact we're gonna go the way of a speaker pro tem. So the Democrats, the senior guys are already in on the fix here. Yeah. Remember, they're team reasonable. We are team unreasonable. Here's why we're unreasonable. We're unreasonable because the nation is hurtling towards a financial crisis. Now, why do I say that? Yesterday was announced. The Bank of America, ever heard about that? That's not some community bank down the street from you. The Bank of America had to admit, under a lot of pressure, I think they have $131 billion on their balance sheet of unrecognized losses from Biden bonds. The inflation, and we keep talking about the refinancing of this $33 trillion, which is, I think, 6 or $8 trillion has to be refinanced this year. From 1% interest rates, now at 5% interest rates, that, that delta is what's going to make the interest payments in our country up to a trillion dollars. The law of large numbers is starting to take effect here. You can see it in, on bank balance sheets. You can see it in the capital markets. And Janet Yellen can't sell the bonds. We're having a very difficult time selling the bonds. That's why the 10-year Treasury is now, I think, at a, what a 30-year high. 40-year high. They announced today that mortgage rates, 30-year mortgage rates, is going to go to 8%. There's the, 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 the drop in mortgage demand, I think, is from 1995, and it's only going to get worse. We're in a financial crisis right now that these guys not only won't admit, but they're throwing gasoline on the fire with increased federal spending. This is the whole CR and the omnibus. They want to cover themselves, but they're team reasonable, and we're team unreasonable. We want two things addressed immediately. The financial crisis in the country driven by federal spending, right, and the invasion on the southern border, which has, I don't know, 8 to 10 million illegal alien invaders in the country. And which is also contributing to the financial issues because we are financially, we are doing things with these people. Five point, by the way, the, the DHS admits 5.7 million of the illegal alien invaders 
We are fully financing. I mean, we're giving them full medical, everything. This is their number. They just put it. The New York Post had the story last week. We're doing everything for them. Um, we want both of those addressed. I was looking at the U.S. debt clock yesterday morning, and we're almost at $100,000 per citizen in this country for for debt, almost at $100,000. Gas prices are increasing. Inflation exists for everything. You're either paying more money for what you're buying or you're buying buying um, things that are smaller. So it's shrinkflation. You're paying the same price, but you're getting less product. So there is a very real personal feeling that things are wrong in this country because of of what we are seeing with with the inflation, and that's why we're doing this. We should this. just keep blowing them until, okay, okay fine. That's- are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today. By going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today. And your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. That's why we continue to, to fight for this. We'll put it on REV's tab. This is on Rob Sig's tab. He's Rob Sig's paying. He's paying. He's he's paying. He's buying for the house today. Um, when you guys first started, the Tea Party first started. It was about. It came out of the financial crisis of two thousand eight. Yes. In the bailouts. Yes. In fact, when you guys first met was fifteen April of two thousand nine. It was within the first 100 days, first 100 days of the Obama administration when the big bailouts started coming. That's right. The first one was in February, and then the, then we had, uh, and we the had party, 48 tea parties, yes. and then we, and in April, we had over 850 tea parties. But here's the thing. Hold when, on, but it was in June that you came, that's when you had the million people. When did you have no, the March? that was in September, on September 12th. September 12th. Yeah. That, that was the... 1.5 that was million. The, that was the defining moment. This town was in shock. 1.5 million people showed up, and people go, oh, my gosh. Th- that, that, that can is you the, hear us what, now? That was can me. You, can, can you hear us now? And that led to the fight we're about to have today. That's right. And, and isn't it ironic that what I yelled that day was, can you hear us now? And they're complaining because their phone lines are melting. They don't want to hear us. They are sending a very clear message that they don't want to hear anything that we have to say. They don't want the sunlight exposed to them. We started, you are exactly right, back in 2008, we had the Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac bailouts, the bank bailouts, we had TARP. We just, it was three different bills well, the t- bailing the, the, out, bailing and, out. And, and, and those were Republicans. That was, remember. The, that was the, short the, the, Bush. The, 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 the implosion happened on as so much. I would, I, 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 I would argue, I would argue, and I think I'd win this argument. The single worst president in the history of this republic. It comes down to two people: Buchanan, right before the Civil War in Lincoln, or 
George uh, Bush. I think I went on the Bush thing because I think so many calamities happen on his watch that it's in, in the whole mentality, the men, just the mentality. But they started the bailouts. Remember Louis, the great Louis Gohmert. I remember staying on the House floor. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. I remember seeing this guy, and he was saying, uh, and I, I had worked at Goldman Sachs, and I see how Goldman Sachs avoided bankruptcy. Hank Paulson was Secretary of the Treasury. Let Goldman Sachs go down on Monday and sign a one-sentence thing that made him a bank holding company, which means they take money from the Fed at basically you know, 2% at that time or 3%, and they lend it to their customers at 4 or 5%, so you're gonna, you, you get cash coming in immediately. Made them a bank holding company with the signing of a one-line thing. I said, man, this thing is so rigged. Yeah. Right, because when we were at Goldman Sachs, you're doing bankruptcies. Hey, tough break for a swell guy. Guess you're going to go bankrupt. Management's going to be fired. We'll reorganize. Uh, new management will get a bunch of out-of-the-money warrants, and the lenders will get everything. The taxpayers, I'm looking at these deals, and Louis Gohmert's in the well of the house saying, this is outrageous. We've got to let capitalism work. And I think he was out, but I think there were five votes, right, five guys on his side. Yeah, it was hardly any any against it. it Maybe Steve King and Michelle Bachman would have been against it then, too. I don't, I don't know. But you know what you were just describing when you were talking about the bankruptcies that happened then and how other people had to, to deal with the consequences of their actions? My then-husband and I, back in 2007 and eight, his business went under, and we wound up personally filing bankruptcy. We we had to deal with those consequences. And in the middle of filing bankruptcy in January, maybe in late December, but I think it was January of 2009, we were offered money to stay in our house from Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And we refused that money because we were opposed to those deals. We were like, no, these companies are not too big to fail. No one should be too big to fail. It sucks. I hate, I hated what I went through, but we didn't think that we, it was too big to fail. We were against it. McCain suspended his campaign to go back to DC to vote the exact same way that Barack Obama did. There was no differentiation between Obama and McCain. McCain, remember he, he, by the way, the day that Lehman went into bankruptcy, McCain and Palin, I think Associated Press had him up by one point. This was on September 15th, I think it was. It was close. It was a month or so, you know, two months away from actually voting day. And then McCain suspends his campaign. Why is that important today? Because back then, people didn't really understand how the system works. Ten years, you understand how the system works. Remember, you've got 63 uh, Republican Tea Party congressmen elected in 2010. By the time the new Congress started in 2011, most of them had already been captured by the system, the, 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 the lobbyists. I right. mean, there were some fighters, but eventually the system takes over. That's why today is quite black and white. No matter what your current thinking or feelings are to Jim Jordan, and we understand everybody loves Jim Jordan 1.0 and not 2.0, not so much. This is symbolic. This is about at least the conservative grassroots movement versus the system. Of course, they're breaking news all the time on the floor. They're talking to a lot of the old bulls, the French Hills, and folks in Arkansas. What a great state Arkansas is. Man, you get two of the worst, French Hill and Steve Womack. I mean, these are the – I tell you what, when you look at the block that votes, uh, the southern – essentially what they've done – they just they they act like old Democrats in the old the old Democratic Party in the South, where you have these old bulls and they run these things on Capitol Hill, particularly armed services and appropriations. They know where the money is and that's what they run and they're there forever, and they never respond to their constituents whatsoever. No, 
That's what that's kind of what the tea party was built for, right? That to is get a, in people's grills. Yeah, to get in their grills and to make sure and to make sure they understand what we are experiencing, what the people they are supposed to be representing are feeling and experiencing. They were completely disconnected from that back in 2008. You had neighbors who are losing their homes and going bankrupt in most neighborhoods around the country, maybe not all, but many. And then you watched as these businesses and people on Wall Street were too big to fail. It just was completely wrong and it was completely broken. And we still are experiencing that. And what I think that we're seeing right now, and if they wind up doing this and letting Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats pick the Republican Speaker of the House, if they allow that to happen, then what they are doing is saying there is no difference between the Republicans yep. and the Democrats once again, which is what happened in 2008. Okay, uh, folks, what Jenny Beth just walked you through was a couple of minutes ago, Olivia Beavers, I think Olivia's over at Politico. Mm-hmm. She is uh, coming up. Jordan's allies, many of them in the conservative House Freedom Caucus, are leading a public campaign against the idea of empowering McHenry arguing it would effectively set up a, quote, coalition government, end quote, because it has Democratic support. Uh, yeah, that's in a nutshell. It is. We, we want a coalition government between the, I don't know, for far right, but let's say the right wing of this movement with the centrist and even with the, uh, with the, the moderate K Street money interest. That's the coalition government we're looking for. Now, in fact, we want to be in charge of that, and maybe that's a problem they have. But the decision, the decision is between that coalition on our side of the football, and as much as we hate each other, and there's some, you know, there's some discontent, I would say, on our side of the football. That's a better coalition than what they're trying to do. What what you're seeing is that the moneyed interests are trying to cut a deal with Akeem Jeffries, right, right. and McGovern. And the old bulls in the Democratic Party. This is what I do admire about the Democrats. Um, Nancy Pelosi. These people, on their think they're hammers. They line them up, and hey, everybody's with the program. They may go on MSNBC and have some chit chat, right, on Rachel Maddow or Alex Wagner, right. But it's it does it's meaningless. When they line them up, they line them up. They they have discipline and they're able to crack the whip. And they have tough leaders. I know you hate the sound of Nancy Pelosi's name, but she is a tough leader. She's banging heads all the time and making sure they line up. The problem we have here, we have too many, I think, beta males and too many weak leaders that are sold into, uh, bought, uh, are hanging down at the Capitol Grill with the lobbyists every night having dinner, like Kay Granger. In the middle of the appropriations fight, Kay Granger, they're up in your face. Kay Granger's the head of the appropriations committee. We're in these appropriations battles a couple of weeks ago. Kay Granger's not around for one of the votes because she's taken off. She's over to lobbyist reception and dinner where she's shaking the money tree. Yeah, they, they shake the money tree. And the part of the reason that Pelosi could bang heads and keep her conference in line is because she does the same thing. She's shaking the money tree. She's not shaking just the Key Street money. She is shaking the taxpayer money and the United States government money. So Democrats oftentimes want government most of the time, all the time. They want government to spend, spend, spend more, more, more. So it's easy to get people to vote the way you want them to because you just promise that you'll pay them more money. It's not your your money. It's the taxpayer money. So you have no consequence on it. It's more difficult for a Republican speaker because we say stop with the spending. Stop. Just stop with look, all look, of look. it. Krugman and all these guys, you know, the Nobel Prize, all the economists for the New York Times, the same guys that told you 
this this radical idea of modern monetary theory, which is absolutely screwball, and all of them went along with it. The Republicans in the Senate went along with it, too, that deficits don't matter. We said at the time where they were passing all this stuff at the beginning of the Biden regime was going to lead to, to massive inflation. Of course, we were mocked and ridiculed. The Biden spending that the collaborationist Republicans in the Senate went along with led to the Biden inflation, which led to the Biden bonds. What do I mean by that? These bonds are twofold. Number one, on the balance sheets of the banks, they're trading at 50 cents on the dollar face amount because the newer bonds with higher interest rates are more valuable. The older bonds are, are you still got stuck with that interest rate. Your principal's cut in half. Nobody will buy it at nearly at face amount. In addition, you've got to refinance. The $33 trillion eventually catches up with you. Everybody talks about, oh, we got all this debt and they're just adding to it. It catches up. I think we've added, I think we've added a trillion dollars. We've added a trillion dollars in debt or over a trillion dollars in debt since the debt deal was passed. The debt deal was the single worst deal. McHenry's the author of it. That was five five months ago? Five months ago. We've added a trillion dollars. We've added because the refinance, first off, remember the Treasury Department actually answered the war room on Sunday night. E.J. Antoni, I talked to E.J. after he's on the show on Friday. They're so late giving us the, the, the fiscal year ended on September 30th. We don't have the cash accounts. They're supposed to deliver it, I think, five business days afterwards. What's they, they, they've What's missed the it. law that yeah, they exactly. missed? <laughs> you know, it's just a Biden So E.J. Antonio, so why don't, you, why don't you just contact them and find out where we're going to get it? They actually responded on Sunday night, and they said, we intend to uh, release it, hopefully – this coming Friday. Now, here's the reason they've been delaying. They're over there cooking the books right now, trying to do the student debt. And they're trying, here's why. It's going to show you what we said from the very beginning when McHenry cut the deal. It's going to be a $2 trillion deficit in this year. McHenry and those guys cut this deal. Oh, it's just going to be, you know, trillion, trillion and a half. He said, no, no, no. The reason is your mathematical model is wrong. Why is it wrong? Because the economy is slowing and you're not going to right. get the $5 trillion in tax revenues. They're not going to get $4.5 trillion. I've said this now for 90 days. They didn't deliver the numbers. You're going to see it. This thing is increasing. And as you add more debt, you have to refinance it at higher rates. It gets to be in a death spiral. That's why the BRICS, the BRICS meet and they want to get off the dollar. Why? The purchasing power of the dollar, your dollar. They're defaulting every day on you. The dollar has lost, I think, 17% purchasing power of the dollar since uh, Joe Biden, the Biden regime, stepped in here. And that's what this whole fight's about. And everybody, oh, you're the chaos, you're the lack of stability, you're doing anything. We're sitting there saying, hey, there's two things that are fundamental. You have to not just shut down the border and stop this invasion. You have to start the deportation process because we can't live with 8 to 10 million illegal alien invaders in the country. And number two, you must immediately, you must immediately uh, address this financial crisis on the debt and not just talk about it. And this group right here, the reason they want McHenry, they, they want to go to another CR. Even, even my boy Jim Jordan wants to go to a CR, right? We're gonna, if Jordan was elected in the first round, this audience, we're going to be up fighting Jordan immediately on a number of things, but that's okay. Jim's in charge. He's the speaker. We're not going to win everything and we're not going to, they're not going to listen to us everything. We're still going to fight the CRs. We're still going to fight the omnibus, but at least you got a guy there that will take the meeting with Jenny Beth Martin or we'll hear from uh, the right. This was like in in Trump's, uh, when Trump got in the white house, 
all the guys I'd known for years, you guys fighting, they go, they said, man, we've never been here. I go, well, hold it. Bush was only here a couple of years. He said, Bush, eight years, never had anything. He says, you think a Bush Republican's going to have, I asked Tom Finney, he said, you think a Bush Republican's going to have guys like Dave Bossie or myself? And in no way, no chance. That's what Jim, Jim Jordan will at least listen. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Well, he'll listen. And we we all, we your audience, you and I understand we're not going to get everything we want because at the end of the day, things still are going to have to pass the Senate and it's Biden who signs it into law. We understand that. But we also understand that the Republicans have the majority in the House and we should get a few things in this two-year period. It shouldn't be, they should not be a rubber stamp for everything that that Biden is asking for. And that's what it, it seems like it's shaping up to be unless we get Jim Jordan and they're a speaker, which is why I say vote for Jim Jordan, call out McHenry, tell McHenry not to make a deal with Hakeem Jeffries and not to be used by Hakeem Jeffries for his deal and call your own congressman and tell them right now the exact same thing. Do not go along with the Hakeem Jeffries plan to make McHenry the permanent temporary speaker this is the key to understand what the ultimate what we call on wall street the bit away the bit away is going to be this mchenry deal this mchenry deal is essentially going to and this happened you know this is why mccarthy got turfed out i mean the c the debt ceiling the cr in the debt ceiling we had 90 um we had 90 patriots oh no i think we had 70 only 70 stood up and voted against the first debt deal Oh, we can't shut down the government. Sure, you can shut down the government. A government shutdown is a good thing. It's a cleansing moment. And particularly practically, the 2013, as you remember, Jenny Beth Martin, man, worked that one every day. In 2013, we shut down the government. It was the uh, great Mike Lee and Ted Cruz that was really driven by the Senate over Obamacare. Yeah. And and we picked up, and we, by the way, the reason Mitch McConnell has a job is because of the seats we picked up in the Senate in 2014. That was a net positive. In 18, in um, end of 17, 18, excuse me, end of 18, 19, 
we shut the government down again over Trump's border wall. And in the big steal of 2020, I think we picked up net 12 seats in the House. They stole it from Trump, but we picked up net, net. Okay, the guy loses the presidency, and we pick up 12 seats. Screw you. That's ridiculous. But we picked up 12 seats, right, right? in the big steal. Once again, when people understand why you're doing it, right, and all they're losing, every easy decision in this country is in back of us. Everything we have going forward is a tough, gnarly decision that somebody's ox is going to get gored. The reason is there's no money, and you're going to have to start making tough decisions. This is why from the way the guys spend money, Biden's thing was brilliant. Here's what he did. Before he gets on the plane, he dangles out. The White House says, tells Bloomberg, Jennifer Jacobs does a great job of it, tells Bloomberg, I'm going to put forward a $100 billion supplemental. We don't even have this fiasco of the $7 trillion. The $7 trillion budget is not even appropriated to put to bed. He's coming out with, an, with, a, with a supplemental of $100 billion. The Israelis, poor Israelis, only asked for $10 billion of just weapons. That means... The big money laundering operation in Ukraine, Zelensky, showing the love, the, the $80 billion or $90 billion they promised, they told us, oh, it's going to take it to fund it. That'll get us up. The United States, over $200 billion in Ukraine, right? And I want everybody to remember that when, you're, when your food programs are cut, when the sc- things for kids are cut, when the medical's cut, when it's all cut, they want, they spent $120 billion already in Ukraine. They're going to, the, right now, they want to jam it. And it's a, you would think you would just be shocked. This is awful. We can't possibly do this. This is ridiculous. This is absurd, right? No, up there at the Capitol Hill Club, they're high-fiving, they're ordering more martinis. They're figuring out how to spread it around. Uh, they're going to keep spending. And, Steve, I, you were – I want to – I know we're talking about the here and now, but I want to go back. You were talking about the 20 20- 13 shutdown over Obamacare. There was also a debt ceiling crisis back in 2011. That's when we learned, if we weren't sure before that happened, that's when we realized, oh, all those people who said they were Tea Party people, there are so few who really are. And I... I, that experience we, we, showed me new rings we, of hell no, I didn't know existed, no. but now I practically, I, I'm never that came, surprised. That came out of the beginning, and what we played, if we pulled that HBO piece with Olivia, the actress who played, she played, the, it was the Jeff Daniels thing, I think it was called Newsnight. It was the show that came off. In fact, Andrew Breitbart was supposed to be in the first episode with Chris Matthews uh, and uh, with the actor Jeff Daniels when they're on the stage right. and the young... And at the last second, Andrew was actually over there to film it. At the last second, they said, hold it, hang over a second. You know, MSNBC or NBC News doesn't want their person associated with this. And Breitbart's this radical. He can't do that. So they put two actors in there. But that show was a great show about the Tea Party. And in fact, the episode they did on the debt ceiling was absolutely brilliant. She comes in and talks about, hey, nobody's ever heard of this. You know, the, the newswoman saying, this is ridiculous. Nobody cares about this. And she's saying, hey, the stock market is going to collapse, all that. But you saw the fight. And that fight exposed that a lot of the Tea Party guys, folks that won in 2010, maybe were not totally with us. Oh, yeah. It showed us exactly who was not with us. And and then in 2014, on going into 2015, there was a government. It, it, yeah, it was 2014 going into 2015, or maybe it was 2013 going into 14. 
or 12 to 13, there was a near government shutdown. And I remember getting phone calls from members of Congress and my team is yeah. activating like the week between Christmas and New Year's. And on New Year's Eve, they're asking me to help drive calls. And I'm like, it's New Year's Eve. All I can do is listen to you and, and text members telling them not to vote for things. But during that time, there was I, I forgot which year it was. Um, there was one member of Congress who was a freshman coming in. And a few weeks later, I met that freshman out in California. And he said, oh, yeah. they were working on New yeah. Year's Eve and they had the light we're, on and they thought that was good. The history of this, the history of Movement McCarthy, remember, because the history is important here. We took out Cantor in June of 14 in a primary with Dave Brett. First time a majority leader, sitting majority leader, right. had ever been defeated in the history of this republic in a primary, out of nowhere, and beating bad, I think, by five points. Then we removed Boehner on a basically Mark Meadows motion to vacate, never came to a vote. The Tea Party, we had the town halls in August. Boehner came back and said, let me stay for as long as the Pope's here, and I'm done. Then we took out McCarthy right away. Right. He was majority leader. Boom, blew him out because he wasn't conservative enough. Right. We knew he was a snake. Uh, we got Paul Ryan. Okay, Paul Ryan, we kind of took out in the Trump thing. He threw it in no moss. But I always mm -hmm. said he threw, he threw the house to, to Nancy Pelosi. That's four. McCarthy was five. I think took, Paul Ryan might be trying to do that again right now. I think you might be. I think it might be correct. Uh, by the way, they have an activist they have an activist shareholder that's taken a stake in Fox News and said he wants dramatic changes, including the Murdochs. Remember the foreigners ever mentioned that? The foreigner Murdochs to give up their control, because they only own, I think, 14% of the company, fully diluted, to give up their control of the A-class stock that they control it with only 14%. This activist investor is going to make changes over at Fox News, including, I think, forcing, getting Murdoch's kid, the, the incompetent, uh, Air Lachlan thrown out. We took out historically a sitting speaker two weeks ago. You then took out the next majority leader, blew him out. So you got six scalps, Kenny McCarthy twice, six scalps. And that's why that's why they hate Jim Jordan. When Baynard and, and Baynard and the entire crowd and even Newt said, why would you reward the arsonist that's been with these people from the beginning? Yes. This is the folks with pitchforks. <laughs> and today, in a few minutes, by the mm -hmm. way, we'll probably roll the Charlie Kirk show is going to pick it up at noon. Let me bring in Mike Lindell. I got Mike Lindell. Mike, uh, how are we keeping the factory floor full? We want it. We know we, they're trying to shut down Trump in bankruptcy, Alex Jones in bankruptcy and you in bankruptcy. Are we surviving here, sir? The war room policy and we um, I'm back in Minnesota right now. I'm sitting next to all these great products we put on sale. We have uh, we have over ten new colors of the my the my towels that we got in with the new Shapir long staple cotton, but we put them on sale for twenty nine ninety eight before the commercials even coming out, and uh, that's a six pack set. We've got all our slippers here. I got in front of me with the war go down the war room posse square. We and uh, you'll see it even says war room posse. Now we're we're so excited. Thirty nine ninety eight for the slippers. And uh, we've got our My Pillow 2.0 here. That all the factories down there. We're right. We're almost at 100 percent now. We're making the My Pillow 2.0. We're doing a lot of specials to clear out more room for sewing machines and and producing the My Pillow 2.0 with the new My Pillow cooling thread and uh, the fabric. Uh, remember, sleep is about height and and uh, temperature. And these are amazing. We put them for 50 percent off now. 39.98 for the queen size. And the kings are just $5 more. 
Remember, this 100% made in the USA, all employees. We also have the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and mattresses, everybody. You got to check out. Everybody needs great sleep during the times we're in right now. This is um, this is going to help you the, get the best sleep of your life, all of these products. I'm going to come back to you. But we're- and, uh, and we're doing... Um, um, you're keeping the operators going, everybody. That I know the the war room, the war room policy. Why we're waiting to go back on a lot of TV now that we got the all these new products in for the fall. You guys have kept them going. All these home reps and stuff that are at home, uh, they work off commission, and you guys calling them has been amazing. And uh, so we're very excited, Steve. That they I'm going to be down at the factory. Uh, either this afternoon or tomorrow morning, so I can give her a live report from there. A lot of them would like to thank everybody, and uh, and we. Um, so oh no, we'll, we uh, love that. Yeah. Okay, the number is eight hundred eight seven three one zero six two. Keep the phone operators fully employed because the IRS is trying to shut them down. Yeah, they are. Eight hundred eight seven three one zero six two, or go to mypillow.com, promo code War Let's keep the factory at one hundred percent capacity. Are you going to be down the factory floor tomorrow, Mike? Yes, absolutely. I'm. Uh, I flew back here to Minnesota to. to um, we we're, we're making adjustments down there. Like I say, clearing out products, and and I'm expanding. So I'll be down at the factory tomorrow morning. Okay. Okay, brother, we'll get you on uh, this afternoon. I'll call you after the show. We'll figure out getting okay. you back on here this afternoon. People want updates all the time. I want to thank mm-hmm. the audience for having the back. Uh, Jenny Beth. Uh, by the way, we're going to roll into the Charlie Kirk show. Jack Basobic follows that. We're back five to seven. This is going to be a dogfight all day. Stay tuned. Get us on social media. I'll be up on Getter. In fact, we'll be live streaming this on Getter and Rumble after we bounce here. I'll be back. We'll be back five to seven. In fact, I think uh, Natalie's going to do six. I'm going to do five. So we'll be doing play-by-play. You, you've been on fire, girl. To, to, where, do, where do people get you on social media? Go to Jenny Beth M. Jenny Beth M. And our website, TeaPartyPatriots.org, normally has our calls to action. But we it's too much is happening too quickly. So we're updating with with my account and social then also media, yeah. with TP Patriots. That one you did put out yesterday was perfect. You had the phone numbers. You had the reason why Jordan, even for people that the, the establishment who's arguing against him, saying how he actually had McCarthy's back, mm-hmm. right, when he had to have it as a senior guy on, in leadership. And Steve... We've had some great graphics. My team has been working around the clock. I, some of them are supposed to be on vacation and have birthdays yeah. this week, and they, they just no birthdays, no no Not, rest no. for the weary at all. They are on fire. They understand how important this is, and they're doing all they can to help the activists be active. The, the, the great Matt Boyle has got a piece up in Breitbart where he says, uh, if Jordan doesn't get, we don't punch Jordan across the uh, into the red zone across the goal line that the McHenry alternative that she just announced is going to be the red wedding. By the way, go to birchgold.com. Let's go back to the floor right now. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Find out why the bricks are grinning right now because they're buying gold. We're, we're, uh, we're, we can't sell bonds. That's where we stand right now. Birchgold.com. Check it out. Let's go to the House floor. If the tellers will please come forward and take their seats. Tellers. The gentleman, Mr. Loudermilk, the gentlelady from Alabama, Ms. Sewell, prompt. The nominations are now in order. The chair recognizes the gentleman from Oklahoma, Mr. Cole. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I rise for the purpose uh, of placing in nomination the name of the Honorable Jim Jordan for the position of uh, Speaker of the House at the direction of the Republican Congress. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, two weeks and one day ago, I was on this uh, House floor and in this chamber defending uh, my very good friend and our former Speaker, Mr. McCarthy, uh, from an effort to vacate the chair. And in the course of that speech, I made the remark that uh, uh, those who did this, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we're going to put the Congress in a state of chaos and the country into a state of uncertainty. I think the last two weeks have vindicated that observation. But we have a chance today to end that chaos and to end that uncertainty. Now, when these races happen, there's always a lot of hard things said on both sides of the aisle. Uh, there's a lot of finger-pointing that goes on. I don't intend to be involved in any of that today. I think the decision in front of us is far, far too important for that. But I am very proud, very proud, to place in nomination the name of our good friend, my good friend, our Republican candidate for Speaker, the Honorable Jim Jordan of Ohio. knowing uh, Jim Jordan for a long time. I've been in Congress for a long time. So in his, for his entire period in the House, I've had the honor of serving with my friend. Now, my friend is not exactly a shrinking violet. You don't win uh, national championships in college. You don't come to this floor with a sincere set of beliefs and a desire to make a change uh, and be shy about it. And my friend is not a shy person. But I've learned some things about him over the years. Uh, he's a person okay, uh, of absolute personal War Room character. is going to continue on I've Getter in our Rumble Channel live stream. We're going to toss the ball now back to Real America's Voice in the Charlie Kirk Show historic also, day on the floor. Remember, the McHenry is going to be the red wedding. We dare him to put it up. Catch us on Getter and Rumble back here live at 5. Where Jim Jordan is going to stand. He doesn't deceive. He doesn't dissemble. He simply tells you straight up, this is what I... For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. 
Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.